0: So use uses uh, form, acted form, participation, commitment to um, show us what's the most important thing. Um, Obviously what's manifest is changing all the time. Sights, sounds, feelings, sensations, impressions, changing all the time. Pleasant, unpleasant, mysterious, unresolved, comfortable, so forth. All this kaleidoscope of manifestations, Mm, mm, trying to find out what what is there in this, What's, what's the thing, what's the... Way through. What's the clear point? What's the? What's, this, what's? Where's the potential? Remembering there is the potential, and uh, it's it's there. It's important to keep going back to the potential for Buddha. Buddha, the clear mind, clear citta. Recognising most important thing to remember a particular potential, perhaps the potential that works, hmm. actually does bear fruit, potential for awakening, seems in some ways that this is the only thing we could ever get right. it's not really ideal idealistic it's very pragmatic so i certainly mm, go through periods of uh, or have been through periods of extreme disillusionment with uh, life and in human society human potentials we seem to be going from one crisis to the next and uh, poor leadership and corruptions and greed and people being nasty to each other and uh, somebody comes up with another another kind of great idea that turns wrong you get rather cynical after a while you know? realizing some of those people are still trying to get it right Yeah, that's that's beautiful he's trying to get it right uh, and there's this potential I wish to get it right we do want to get it right uh, and the the particular piece that the Buddha presents is yeah, 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 that's the right idea but actually you've got to hit the mark uh, and uh, the mark is where the manifestation pauses and something opens where the running on of one's mind one's energies is going towards something, looking for something, hoping something, fighting something, struggling with something, trying to figure something out, trying to make this work. And then you stay with that. And at a certain point, something dawns on you. You open up. You accept the conflict. Not accept it in a kind of passive way, but receptive. Receptive. It doesn't seem passive and receptive, it's receptive you're very awake, alive, you're not you haven't. You haven't been defeated, you're not collapsing, you're awake to, oh, this is the struggle, this is the, feels like this, this is the hunger, this is the pushing, this is the projection, feels like this. And your chitta, your awakeness, your awareness expands beyond it. So, most of our mental movements are aiming towards a desirable result. Perhaps more ease, more comfort, more clarity, more understanding. And we've got something that's kind of creating possibility Uh, I could follow that possibility and yeah, then it will get to that place where I'm it's more it's where I want to go, follow that possibility take me to where I want to go and then we come to a place of awakening where do you want to why go anywhere there's another movement which is just of an opening to the manifest and how the manifestations the impressions the mind's movements can be seen felt known experienced allowed There is no particular engagement with them, no approval or disapproval and noticing with that when it's moment of engagement changes the mind releases. The real potential for the non-manifest that's less possible, for the openness, for the non-manifest, for the cessation of mental creations, this is possible, it's realisable. particular point is, but as meeting dukkha meeting the conflicted the disagreed place where we chafe or rub or want something or resist something recognising the energy of wanting resisting as it is You re- reveal the inner workings of thoughts, movements, choices, yeah, resisting something, opposing something, projecting something, mm-hmm. and then also the mind can expand beyond that. the simplest axis for this uh, practice is being with other people why Sangha is such an important thing Kalyanamit is such an important thing because with this we uh, we have to do quite a lot of uh, opening otherness manifestations, people affect us strongly interesting, curious uncertain slightly mm. like chafing sometimes people, somebody walks too loud or they crash their chair or is he doing that? living in communities over, over years it's pretty much like this you know it, it would seem like we're all on the same thing everybody's flowing along nicely but uh, you pretty much soon pick up yeah uh, as uh, you start to unpack unfold everybody's different he's got a different angle yeah. because there's nobody there there's just minds shifting and changing and with chaos, each one of us is chaos, and when you get 40 chaoses in the same place, it gets lumpy. <laughs> and that's, that's the beauty of Sangha, not that it's always... <laughs> Because eventually you just have to do a lot of swallowing and releasing to to of, you are know, trying to find places you can hang out and not be noticed, not be bothered. Kind of find your little piece of territory. Generally, in communities, that starts to you see people trying to carve out their little pitch, a little place where they can get away. And there's always this sense you've got to come back and dissolve. It doesn't like that. Be with this situation. Release. Something beautiful comes up. Uh, This is a genuine uh, measureless mind. Measureless mind is a mind that. is enriched with goodwill, compassion, gladness, equanimity, whether you like people or not, whether you understand, have the same thoughts. That's not quite what it's about. It's a different. It's the it's the kind of qualities of love that occur after you've disliked everybody. Or been disappointed by everybody, or been confused by everybody, and stayed with it till something releases, and then you love everybody. Hmm. And certainly one of the images that comes to mind in the early, early days, at, uh, most of the monasteries, early days, they always seem to be cold, because there's never enough resources, money to get the heating system working, or just because we generally get derelict properties, because they're the cheapest. I think in some derelict place you move in and it's damp, and it's cold. Things don't work, because it's a sort of semi-derelict when you get it. I've always been that way, well, most places I've been at anyway. And you just have to work on it. Yeah, the aim is you'll get it. Yeah, in a few years, <laughs> it'll be alright. Of course, it never is. In a few years, but you say that a few years when you're sitting there and it's cold and damp. Years is a long, seems like a long time. I mean, like more than half a second of displeasure is too long, as far as my mind goes. And then you sit there, realising you're stuck in this, and it's not going to get better immediately. You look around, and everybody else knows that. And we have this kind of morning meetings where it's the same meeting. Every day, same people, same porridge, <laughs> same tea, same announcements every day, so-and-so do this, so-and-so do that, and then somebody give an exhortation about rising up or practicing this out on the same thing, you look across the room and it's this same pair of eyes looking at you with the same kind of numb stare. <laughs> thinking, oh dear, what happened to the glorious, joyful company marching to nirvana? (laughs) Just kind of get a sense of, "There's there's the struggle, and we're still here. There's the struggle, and we're still here. What's here? Really here. Mm. Manifestations like veils. What's really here? You touch into the human realm. What's really here is great love. sense of which it's uh, the heart just opens and it bears presence with all, all the manifestations, giving attention, sympathy, acceptance, encouragement, compassion, That's the, that was the potential the Buddha touched into to his awakening, and cessation of his own story, and Then, the spirit of compassion descends, turns the mind towards the manifest world, the experience of great compassion arises. It doesn't have then the world doesn't have to be that that good the body doesn't have to be that good the place you live in doesn't have to be that good people don't have to be that good Your feelings your mind states don't have to be that great it's just enough you know so like the uh, Thai saying is before you die, I can live with it, I can be with it, that's the pass mark, be with, stand next to, till the point comes, of where, letting go can arise, it's not letting go of, um, the situation, but letting go of the heart of the, of the struggle. Mm-hmm. Which is our craving. Something we don't really even notice. So insidious. Craving for a future, affection, things to be right, whatever that is. Something that's never happened and yet we still crave it what's always here is not subject to craving, we already have it So there's potential, uh, jitta, jitta can move forward and it spins for future, a possibility, something we could be or have or go to, or become, it spins a past, regrets what we could have been, what choice we should have made somewhere else or something, it can, can spin this and that on the other, or it can stop spinning. And open. That's the Nibbana potential. Meet what arises, soften, widen, include.